I, I... Hey, you guys, we apologize. We had a little bit of a minor technical difficulty here. You know how it is with, with Zoom and technology. Um, Odie and I were just uh, in the middle of her discussing why she uh, got involved in writing and why she's so passionate about it. And we were just talking about how, you know, how writing is overlooked as a profession and how it's not easy at times to really find people that can connect and resonate with that kind of um, environment itself. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of um, people don't believe that there is much value in creating and uh, yeah, like what you said, like content creation and stuff. And I know that it's it's a valid point because you don't earn at the start. And <clears throat> I promised myself that I don't ever want money to affect my creativity and I will right. write for free. And I had been. I mean, the, the blog is not uh, generating any income for me, my website. And I decided not to put ads on it. Um, and I will just put my uh, my blogs there and you know it's just something it's practice um, it's for me to be comfortable and putting my work out there um, and that's the purpose of the website so if you know if money comes in in the conversation and someone who's writing or creating content is now looking for that compensation um, then there are jobs out there like I do get I do have some writing jobs and um it's it comes with I mean I can do the writing jobs because I have practiced so much not getting paid (laughs) you know like it's I'm happy to get paid but also I'm happy to just submit my work to to spend time writing something that I'm really interested about and submit it to a magazine and maybe I don't get paid for it and maybe I do um and to me uh this takes off the pressure from my creativity and my creative life um because i don't expect it to pay for rent i don't expect it to pay for for my food and um you know all of my life expenses so it is fun um but it is more than a hobby um it's something that i really spend my time on and even honestly, it has sacrificed my social life. It has gotten to that point um, <laughs> because I, I love, I just really love being here. You love it. I love it so much that um, I would spend time by myself reading or or writing and checking out books online, like listening to podcasts and interviews of authors. Um, and I love this so much, but I also need to needed to be aware that I need to be with people and I need to hang out. Um, I need to go out and and talk and communicate and interact. Um, and yeah, I, I had to be careful around that. Yeah, it's it's um I'm the I'm the same way. Like I'm I get involved in a lot of the, the podcasting, motivational speaking. Um, mm. you know, and, and for me, I'm always, you know, either speaking online or speaking, you know, face to face in front of a crowd of college students or school students or nonprofits and and 
you get busy and sometimes people want to hang out with you. And I'm like, oh, I have this commitment already set. And, you know, it's something I, I enjoy. But I still try to make time for family and for friends if I can. Of course, we need them. We need them, right? And it always feels good. Like when I call my family at home or right now, I'm really trying my best or making an effort in texting friends and telling them, hey, do you want to get lunch together? Because I wasn't like this. Um, but when I moved here to Vietnam, and I was just, I got so lonely. The first few months were so difficult. Um, I really struggled with interactions. I didn't have my family. The friend who was here eventually left for Canada. So uh. I was literally alone um, and had to start from scratch. So everybody that I know here are either from a Facebook group of teachers or a Facebook group of Filipinos and some apps and then their connections, like their friends. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I've I, I've met so many wonderful people, you know, either online or face-to-face. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is, the things that open doors for you, especially as a writer for you, are those people that you meet, those networks that you build. You know, it's about it's about connecting and it's not about just um, what you know, it's who you know that gets you those opportunities. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. Um, I'll give you an example. So I met this journalist in the Philippines uh and we we met through a friend and then we were uh indoor climbing like in a, in a climbing gym and i knew she was a journalist i knew that she was um she was known and worked for you know these networks in the philippines um but we never got into a conversation about writing because at that time i wasn't really writing so much i was just working um and she was working for um like she was working on books and editing and stuff and so we were just climbing right um and then we we stopped connecting because i left the philippines and you know i i we just cro- uh separated paths went went different went different ways separate ways yeah, we went different ways um and then this year i mean literally like a few weeks ago because she has seen that I've, I'm making like content on my Instagram and Facebook about writing and about books. She contacted me and uh, she gave me this wonderful opportunity to write and work with her for a book for the biggest franchise of French fries in the Philippines. Oh, okay. And this would only happen because I kept putting out my work there. And also because we've known each other from years back. And just like what you said, um, you know, if you make these really good connections with people um, and keep those relationships positive and you don't burn bridges. Right. These, of course, it has to be a positive connection, right? Um, yeah. Then you never know. You never know. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, and the and uh, you know, with, with that, uh, speaking about connections and you know, building building relationships, mentoring. So, you're you're a mentee and you mentor writers for 
for Middle Tennessee State University, right? So how did you get involved with that? Actually, um, it is the writing program that I was telling you about. And it is, and um, I am a, a mentee and my mentor is an American journalist and author. Oh, that's so awesome. So he's mentoring me and it's a writing program that I applied for. Um, for I applied for a scholarship and I got, they granted me partial scholarship and they made me choose between poetry awesome. and and essays because uh, I submitted a form where you have to make you know a lot write a lot of stuff about yourself and your plans and goals um, and I chose essays because that's what I want my book to be the, the next book to be um, and they matched me with Jennifer Chesak who is uh, she recently published her book I'll share with you the link uh, to her book if one of your you know some of your friends are interested yeah. And she's been wonderful. She has uh, critiqued my work <laughs> and read my work, which is tough. It's always tough. Um, but it's it's great because you learn uh, more than learning in a classroom and listening to theory. Getting someone look at your work and say, okay, you have to do this. This is what you need to do to make this um, a better read for your, for, for your reader. Um, it's that's I, I think that's the biggest um, the best way to learn to write and then get feedback right away from someone who has obviously you know more writing experience because she's written for HuffPost um, all wow. these uh, yeah like big Ma journals. major companies yes yes major publications there um, and so yeah it's it's been a wonderful experience and at the moment, I'm waiting for her to return the second um, writing piece that I submitted to her. Maybe she'll send it to me today or tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> now, now, you mentioned your, your mentee, but at the beginning of, of the podcast when we started, you showed glimpses of you yourself can be a mentor. Would you ever consider that yourself to be a mentor to, uh, I guess, a pupil like a, a future writer oh definitely definitely um also last week it's funny that you, you're asking all of these questions that i feel are so relevant and just recently recently happened um because last week i was i was you know i was inspired and uh just looking at some writing works and people that i really look up to and i thought i want to be a coach I want to, I would like to connect with people who are interested in, in starting a writing, uh, at least in the writing path, um, and be that person who tells them that they can do it. Because sometimes you just need one. You yes, know? that is just true. need one person, and that's going to change everything for us. And if I'm given the, the opportunity, then I would like to be that person uh, for them. That, that's I know, I, I know how limiting it feels yeah not to have someone tell you that you can do it so yeah it's it's never it's never easy but when you had that one person that just believes in you no matter no matter what it makes yeah. a whole lot of a difference oh my gosh yeah it's so true so true i have um i i've had this sort of a life coach slash mentor that i've been talking to since uh like february and 
it has changed my life so much. Um, I can't even say. Uh, I, I go to her for life decisions. All of the loneliness of being by myself here, not really having these deep connections. She knows about it and she she's given me ideas on how I can fix that. It's been wonderful. So having a mentor, having a coach is is life-changing. That that is that is awesome. And I'm glad you're you have that mentor to be by your side in this journey of of just learning how to how to be a better and proficient writer. And it seems like you're on the right path. Or do you have one yourself? Is there someone that you look up to and a talk mentor? To? Um yeah. I do. I ha I have a I have a well I had a mentor that I used to I used to work with. Um he's been I've been friends with him for, for six years, but I ended up uh, working for him eventually. You know, he he's uh, he's yeah. like the top of the top of the uh, mentoring program that I'm in. So uh, I always like up to him and he would always have meetings with me about how to be a better mentor to the mm -hmm. kids. And the most important thing is you listen, listen to what the kids are telling you. Um, have, yeah. Keep an ear open, ask questions, no matter what it is, ask, ask them, you know, if they, if they ask you like, I'm having a bad day, why are you having a bad day? Mm -hmm. Why are you feeling like this? Um, what's going on at home? You know, just keep asking questions and eventually it'll, it's like a puzzle. Eventually it'll all come together and you'll finally find what that problem is. And then a then you can, with that, you can build a solution, you know? Yeah, I agree. Asking questions, it makes them feel heard, right? Because no one asks them these things. I, I think like if, if an adult or a teacher or someone you look up to asks you about how your day was, it feels good. It feels good for them. So uh, it gives them the the opportunity to open up and, and tell them or, or tell you about their their emotions and, and what they're going through. And eventually they'll, they'll learn to open up and trust you enough to where they'll just talk to you about anything and everything. Like I had kids that used to follow me. When I, when I used to work at the school I used to work at, they'd, they'd follow me everywhere. And I mean, when I say everywhere, I'd be walking around and they'll be right behind me, like at a class, skipping class. And I'm like, why are you at a class? It's like, well, I just wanted to hang out with you, Mr. David. I'm like, go back to class. Oh, that's so sweet. Go back to class. Not right now. Go back to class. I'll see you later. Mm. Like, do I have to? I'm like, yeah, you have to. Class is important. You know, you can't, you can't skip class because of me. You know, if, if you want to be successful, you have to show up to class. And if you don't want to show up to class, at least do it for me. Show up to class for me, okay? If you if you care enough to see me, show up to class. Mm. You know? Yeah. They need to show up to class. I mean, I'm a teacher, so they need to show up to my class. <laughs> they, can't be, they can't be hanging out with a mentor during my class time. <laughs> right, right. And I'm I'm like, you know, if you, if you care, if you care to see me you have to do what you have to do you know and put, put on the effort you know but some of those kids when they see somebody positive in their life and they tell them hey you got to get the class or you got to do this for your future you know it's the better the best for you they'll do they'll do it they'll they'll build up enough courage to where they'll they'll do everything positive yeah so that's one thing about having a mentor the good thing about it i agree I agree. I think everyone should should seek someone. You know, it doesn't have to be a coach or a therapist or a mentor. 
it can be anyone relative friend yeah a friend who has had more experience and gives sound advice it can be a brother or someone from church or yeah someone from school or work like a boss um and i think that these these are relationships that we should really take care of um right you nurture these relationships like for me for my coach I am so generous with give telling her how much I appreciate her um, and how much she has helped me. Like if I can do, do that for her every week, um, I would. And I try to. Um, so she can see the value that she's bringing into my life and how much she has changed um, my life. Like, And it's not only like she's giving me advice and I'm doing it, but really taking her advice into my, you know, the daily small decisions that I right. do. Um, and it's like hearing her voice whenever I'm faced with a struggle or, or, or I'm in trouble. Um, so these are relationships that we should protect. Cherish. And care for and cherish. Yeah. It's, it's important. That, that is a, that, that is fantastic. And like, you know, it's that's the best thing. That's the best thing about being able to have someone is you, you just have, you can just do just about anything you set your mind to, as long as you have somebody encouraging your life. I agree. I believe that. So, uh, we so I want to kind of switch over to culture. So, what are some of the differences and similarities you see in culture between uh, the Philippines and then here? Like, do you see anything different? Do you see anything similar? That you've because you've traveled to the US before. So have you seen anything different or anything kind of similar to both countries? Yeah, so similarity would be um they're very family oriented too. They like being with family. Um a lot of the the holidays that they celebrate here are celebrated around family. And in fact, the biggest holiday called Tet Holiday which happens around the Lunar New Year uh, in the Chinese calendar, they don't work for two weeks. So that's the longest non-working is that like, holiday. Is that like Christmas over there? Yes, it's like Christmas because they don't really celebrate uh, celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving okay. here. Um, but they have that holiday where everybody, literally everybody goes to their hometown, sees their grandparents, spends time with a cousin for two weeks, cooks together, um, they have meals together, and the businesses close, um, during this nice. time, and that's that's how important that holiday is for them, and for us in the Philippines, it's Christmas and New Year, uh, so that time of the year where everybody goes home, um, whether the family member is based outside the Philippines, um, but they go home so they can share. Uh, Christmas Eve meal. We call it Noche Buena. It's a Spanish term. Oh yeah, um, it's like it's like where, I, where I'm from in Puerto Rico. We call it Noche Buena. We celebrate over there too. Yeah, so we have Noche Buena and then um, Media Noche for for New Year. Oh yeah, so so, yeah, before midnight. So that's these are two important holidays for us. That's why I'm I'm going home. Uh, in, in December for, for the holidays to be with my family. Because last year, I didn't get to go home. And that was the loneliest holiday. I literally, mm -hmm. I was so sad. 
I went to the mountains. <laughs> I went to the north of Vietnam and went cycling there. I rented a bicycle. Um, because I had nothing to do. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to celebrate with anyone. So uh I just went by myself. So no more, no more spending Christmas alone, I hope. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, if if you if you're able to spend time with family, definitely, definitely do so because they're you know, yeah. cherish that time when you can. Especially the parents are getting older. Yeah. Um, luckily, so. luckily, my my parents are literally my neighbors. We we live like right next to each other. Oh, that's sweet. So you can visit them anytime. Yeah, I could just walk a few few feet, and I'm already there at their house. And get food from their fridge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or they'll come to they'll come to me, and I'll cook for them too. Oh. Well, that's an advantage for them. Yeah, I, I mean, can I, because they can see you often. Yeah, I can I can cook and I can cook too, so that's a, that's a that's a plus. Yeah. So um to kind of wrap up this whole podcast, what kind of advice would you give someone who's looking to venture into writing? So I've received messages from friends and and readers who who tell me that I want to write too, but uh, I don't know where to start. And what I always tell them uh, are two things. So number one, start journaling if you still haven't. And even if it's not a journal, just have a notebook and write down pen and paper. Um, write down your thoughts. Write down how you feel about your day. If, even if it's like, you know, negative thoughts or whatever, just write them down. Because um, you have to train yourself in writing down and seeing what you've written uh, on paper because these are two two very different things and number two if you can create a blog it's free there are so many free websites out there um, and you, it's risk-free you don't need to spend any money try making a blog about something that you're interested about if you're interested about food you're interested about mentors you know like people who inspire you, interview them and write about them for 10 sentences. You know, these are really easy steps. Um, they're not intimidating, as intimidating as a book or, you know, um, writing an essay, but just start small until you get comfortable with the feeling of writing down your thoughts and publishing your work and letting other people read it. Because there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of shame and fear in, in making your work available for people to see, but there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, but just follow those two things and keep uh, keep doing it and see where it takes you. That that is some really great advice, and I appreciate you for for sharing that and your knowledge on the podcast. It was it was wonderful. Thanks, David. I had a great time. Thank you. And it was if, a fun if, conversation. Yeah, it was it was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. And uh it was definitely insightful and very uh very informative. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we touched on different topics as well. I like that. Yeah, which which is good. You know, having some variety, it's always good. That's true. Well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you're looking to, I guess, uh 
looking for this episode, it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and every other major podcasting outlet out there. Odie, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks, David. I look forward to to listening to this episode and sharing it with my friends. Um, and thank you for great questions that you asked. Thank, thank, thank you for the conversation. You're, you're welcome and thank you. And until next time, everyone, take care.